0: Welcome to Relationships Turned On. I'm your host, Laura Press, marriage and relationship counsellor. I believe relationships can be fixed and you deserve to have a connected and loving relationship. I give you the tools, strategies and insights so you can have a world-class relationship. Welcome back to Relationships Turned On. I'm very excited to discuss this topic today. It's something that I have a lot of experience in from betrayal to healing and navigating the aftermath of infidelity and rebuilding trust in your relationship. It is a big, big topic. Um, It is a really important topic, uh, but I'm going to try and hit on the most pertinent points that I can for you today to help you heal in the aftermath of infidelity and rebuild that trust in your relationship. So this obviously can be a very triggering and difficult topic to talk about, so pause this as needed. Um, However, this is such an important topic to address because it impacts a lot of relationships and I think something I'd like to address straight up is a lot of people say, how could this be me? Nobody else goes through this. Heaps and heaps of people go through this a lot, it's just not talked about. It's just not talked about because it's too hard. It's too vulnerable. It's too challenging. So you're not alone if you are going through this or have been through this in the past. Okay, so whether you've experienced infidelity or you know someone who has, it's important to understand how you can actually navigate the aftermath and move forward. So let's start by talking about some of the common emotions that arise when dealing with infidelity. Obviously, betrayal can lead to feelings of anger, sadness, confusion, frustration. It's essential to acknowledge and work through these emotions to begin the healing process. That is the very, very first port of call is to process these emotions. Shoving them down and down and down is why you'll hear of someone still talking about past partners 20 years later or why someone's still in the same relationship and they're bringing up the same thing again and again and again and again is because they've never processed it. They've never allowed themselves to feel the emotions in a safe, healthy way where they can move through these feelings. So don't stuff them down, feel them, give them the time and space they need. That doesn't mean you have to sit with them all day. It just means when it comes up, feel them, breathe through it and move through that, okay? Okay. So it's really, really important to work on these. Obviously, this is a quick disclaimer. This is for entertainment purposes only, this podcast, and it's not considered medical or mental health advice. Okay, so when this happens, when there's infidelity, there can be nonstop thoughts that go around and around and around in your head. And that is because your rational brain is trying to rationalize an irrational action, which is impossible to do so firstly infidelity has 99 of the time nothing to do with you and everything to do with how the other person was feeling at the time or leading up to it I know that can be hard to grasp but it's important to know that it's not you it's how they're feeling it's what's going on within them 99.9 percent of the time so one of the most important things to do when dealing with infidelity is to communicate openly and honestly with your partner, which I know can be very difficult given the circumstances, but it is crucial to work through this aftermath together. Trust is a key component of a healthy relationship and rebuilding trust after infidelity can be challenging, but it is possible with hard work and dedication to one another and a commitment to move forward something I always say to clients is this is obviously a pivotal point in your relationship and you get to decide you get to decide what this means for you both you get to decide whether it means the end or whether it means a new beginning building a stronger foundation as a couple working through it and building back that trust that is a decision and you can have a stronger relationship from this and I have seen that plenty of times if you so choose. The key part is the choosing and I would have to say getting support. It, it, it is a big thing that really doesn't involve both of you getting support by a professional in my opinion because it is something that can be really challenging to deal with on your own. So Like I say, communicating clearly and openly is so important in the beginning. Now, I've had many couples come to me in this situation. One couple who um, faced infidelity in their relationship had been together for a really long time when she found out that her husband had cheated they have both been able to work through the betrayal and rebuild the relationship. It wasn't easy. I'm not going to lie to you. It wasn't easy, but they were both committed to the process and worked hard to regain the trust. So if you're struggling with infidelity, it, it is essential. Get that support. Get someone to help you work through the emotions and provide guidance on how to move forward. And remember, it takes time and it's essential to be really patient with yourself and your partner. So let's get into what can you do to actually help you move through these steps. So the very first thing that I often get people to do, and this is a really practical one, so you've got a pen and paper, you can write this one down, is to start brainstorming or brain dumping all your thoughts and your feelings and your emotions down on paper, uncensored Let it fly. I don't know why I'm doing this stupid task, that kind of thing. Like just get it out of your brain, write down all the thoughts, all the feelings, everything you want to say, everything you think, and then rip it up and get rid of it. And you need to do this multiple times, okay, and potentially around multiple different issues. This is a very first initial step to start processing those really hard, heavy emotions. That is really, really crucial to help you not keep those emotions in with yourself but actually to start processing them and letting them go. Also to know that the journey isn't a straight line. So you know, a lot of people think well, oh, we've had a great week and then we have a couple of terrible days. We have a great week and then it turns to shit. <laughs> Excuse my French. But you know what I mean? It is not linear. There will be times where it's like a roller coaster ride. It is up and down, you have good days, you have bad days together and eventually it gets less up and down over time. It gets less and less and less and less as long as you're processing emotions and working together well. It gets less over time but it does still take that time. And it's also important to know that the person you know who may have cheated or you know stepped outside the boundaries of the relationship is also really struggling and I know that can be hard to hear but they are really struggling and so both of you need that support in one way shape or another whether it's trusted friends family professional help make sure you have those supports in place for both of you now Something else that can really help you work through the aftermath of infidelity is chunking your time down into increments. So sometimes when it feels like you cannot get through the day, I want you to start thinking of your day in 20-minute increments, half an hour, an hour, whatever you can cope with. Think, okay, in the next 20 minutes, I'm going to have a shower and make breakfast, right? Or in the next 20 minutes, I'm going to focus on this one task and that's it. If you start chunking down your time, it means you can do little things and start getting back on track in 20-minute blocks or half an hour blocks. You choose a time frame that feels really good to you and start there because it can be very hard to pick yourself back up and keep going when this has happened. So chunk your time down. It's absolutely essential. The next part is really receiving the apology. <laughs> now, a lot of couples will say, we've we've said sorry and, you know, that's good, we're done sort of thing. A lot of times the apology is not received initially because we're in fight and flight. We are stressed, you know. So when you're that person that you're in fight and flight and you're stressed and that apology isn't received, it's going to need to happen a couple of times, three, maybe four times. It really depends. And I know that can be frustrating but it's important. It, it's essentially like it needs to sink in and it can be hard to sink in, especially if you're in shock, overwhelm, you're angry, you're frustrated, you're pissed off. When you're feeling that, it's like a wall go, kind of goes up, an invisible wall, of course, and it's hard to receive the apology. So know that it might require more than one apology and for it to land at a deeper level. The next question I often get is, around infidelity is, oh, I can't stop thinking about all the details and the thoughts. I want to know more. I want to know what's going to happen. I want to know what did happen, all the ins and outs of it. And that is normal. It is normal to have a billion questions when something like this has happened. However, before you ask the questions, you need to be asking yourself, will this help me? If I know these details, will it help me? Will it make it worse? Will that information get stuck in my head and I'll kind of fixate on it. It's important to really think about do I really need to know all the ins and outs because sometimes it can make it a lot worse. There are some people that really do need to and want to know some details and that is okay but I really want you to think about it before you ask the questions. Will this help me? Will it make it worse? How will I feel after I know it? How will I feel... You know, if I don't ask it, really question yourself, really question, do I need to know this? Why do I need to know this? And these kinds of things. Now, another question I get a lot is how my family thinks I should do this. My friends think I should do this or they think I'm crazy for going back to my partner or they think I'm whatever. My thoughts on this is you are the expert of you. No one knows your relationship, your circumstances, how you feel, how you think more than you do. You are the expert of you. You need to go in within towards yourself and figure out what feels right for you. What do you want your life to look like? What do you want your family to look like if that's applicable? What is right for you? That's what matters in this when you're in a questioning phase, if you're like, I don't know what to do, should I stay, should I go? You need to go back to you. You need to come back to what sits right with you. Nobody else, like nobody else, if you're in a safe, you know, safe relationship, you need to come back to you and you need to think what is right for me. I cannot stress that enough. And, and you know, your family's thoughts, feelings, really don't matter (laughs) not to be harsh but really don't matter in this situation it's about you and what you need in this very moment okay so get get support think about what you really need Write and brain dump as much as you can around your thoughts and your feelings and emotion emotions and get it out and get movement so often Emotions can stay stuck in our cells. If you get moving, that helps shift it. So exercise will be your friend. It'll lower stress hormones. It will help you have some level of clarity during a really challenging time. So you need to stick to those types of things. You need to be thinking good nutrition, good hydration, good sleep, which I know will be difficult at this stage. Use the brain dump for that. (laughs) But think about all of those foundational things to support yourself because that's what you need in the initial aftermath um, of infidelity and then you need to have those really honest conversations with one another and get support there are circumstances where you know I'd say you know sometimes you know you, you don't need it and you might be able to work it out together but honestly this healing takes time and it also is really helpful to have someone to seize this a lot that you can bounce ideas off and say you know is this right should I do this you know get some and someone that can work through the emotions with you and facilitate productive conversations so you're not going around and around and around in circles which can often feel like and I'll just leave you with one last tip and this tip is if you have say pictures of conversations that have happened or you know, things that you are constantly going back and looking at or rereading or, you know, maybe looking at the other person um, on Instagram or something like that, get rid of it. (laughs) Get rid of the social media account or delete the photos or delete whatever you've got. Stop going back over and over and over and over. It's not going to do anything for your mental health, okay? We don't want to continuously go over and over because you're reliving that every single time. Now, I really hope this has been useful for you in helping you with the aftermath. If you have any questions, my details are below. Feel free to contact me. I hope you've really enjoyed today's episode. Now, if you like this podcast and we found some value for it, I'd love for you to leave a review or share it with someone that you think would get value from today's episode. Thanks for listening.